Hello and welcome. This is the LCU Podcast, a podcast that brings stories, insights, and people from Lubbock Christian University. I'm your host, Nathan Carcino, and I'm happy to be with you for another episode. Today we heard all about LCU's 14th annual writing carnival. I sat down with Dr. Kenneth Hawley, Jana Anderson, and Zach Rogers as we discussed this year's theme of The Princess Bride. Dr. Hawley is the newly appointed Associate Provost for Academic Affairs at LCU, as well as a professor of English. Jana is also a professor in the English department and one of the individuals who first brought the writing carnival to campus. Zach is a junior creative writing major who has been heavily involved with the event as a student as well as earlier growing up in the community. We heard all about the story itself, the activities that went on throughout the beginning of this week, and what this annual event means to the campus of LCU. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Dr. Kenneth Hawley, Jana Anderson, and Zach Rogers. I'm very excited for this conversation, so thank you three for being here. You bet. Glad to be here. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk a little bit about this year's theme of The Princess Bride, but before that, let's flash back about 14 years ago Professor Anderson, you were instrumental in bringing this idea to LCU and creating an event for student engagement for not only the English and Humanities Department, but for the whole campus. So what was that process like back then, creating and bringing this event to life? Well, the inspiration came from a presentation made by several professors at Lakeland Community College in Kirtland, Ohio. We were attending a conference, a CEA conference in San Antonio, and Lakeland is a heavily commuter college, and so the presenters were talking about ways to increase student engagement on a campus where most of the students didn't live on campus, how to keep them on campus involved in an event. So they had pitched this idea of a one-day riding carnival. Uh, I caught their enthusiasm and came back to LCU and said, I think we can do that, and we could do that even better. So I met with Susan Blassingame, who was our dean at the time, and uh, always a champion for good ideas. And she said, I think we could make this work. Let's talk to Randall DeMint in Student Life and see what he thinks. So we met with Randall. Um, he jumped in. He said, how about if we also add a meal to that and, and maybe have a t-shirt? Let me make it something very special for us. So Randall went to talk to Salvador Aguirre, who was uh, our, our uh cafeteria manager at the time. I went to see Jerry Shelton, who designed that iconic tent that's now on all of our t-shirt designs and all our posters, and off we went. Uh, And then Salvador and his team have just made that a really special part of the day. They have added, they added those colorful laminated signs. One year, Sal brought over a mariachi band. Uh, They just tried to make it really fun for all of their team. So my first job was assembling a team here, and so um, Dr. Holly jumped in immediately, Ron Privet, uh, all the folks in student life, Mike Smith, uh, Don Williams, um, Nathan Anderson, Justin Brown, all the folks that over in, in Marcom all got on board. We met several times that first summer to get ready for that very first event, and uh, it went off without a hitch. Since then, we've added lots of other things. Um, Jenny and Russell Dabbs have been with us from the very beginning, so they're from sociology and the School of Business, and they have judged our costume contest every year. Amy Sherrill in the rec center one year decided to help us do an entire Kidditch tournament, so she put that on over there. Um, Student Life has paid for giant inflatables. Chef Radio started covering the event um, through their 
radio station. The music department has loaned us students who have done um, all sorts of musical events. One of our students one year was a magician, so he performed magic tricks out on the lawn. Uh, last year, we added Brian Fisher and Kathy Box and Ashley Terry, and they put together an escape room, which was terrific, and they followed up with that again this year. Creative Writing Club joined in this year with their own booth. So it's grown over the years. Five years ago, we also added a service project component. So we have collected things last year, collected socks for Open Door, this year books and stuffed animals for the Children Advocacy Center. And the service project is always somehow tied in with the book. Um, I'll add this. We've learned a lot of things over the year. Nothing is as easy as it looks. It takes a whole team and a whole village to work together. But because we are a team here at LCU, um, we do communicate well and we do uh, we don't believe in siloing things. We like to pull in people from our, all parts of campus. We also discovered that events that have an academic focus are not only marketable, but allows us to model the kind of creativity and intellectual curiosity that we want to foster in all of our classrooms and all our academic disciplines. Uh, I could go on, obviously. <laughs> uh, but all of this is because we love our students and we think that this adds something really special to their college experience. Absolutely. Dr. Harley, you kind of got this week started with mm -hmm. the chapel a presentation kind of going over the theme and the storyline itself so what could you tell our listeners about the princess bride for this year right yeah so on monday we did a kind of a recap of the whole story sort of retold it uh, in brief um, it sort of models what the novel says it's doing uh, the novel is a little bit unusual um, goldman says that he's abridging a much larger work that he's doing us the favor of, of cutting shorter He'll every once in a while say, well, I'll, I'll skip these few pages because it's all about the dresses they wore to the ball that night. And he's, he's kind of winking at the reader saying, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll do you this favor. And so he tells us he's giving us the good parts of the story, just like as he describes his father reading the story to him when he was a child. His father skipped a few places here and there and gave him the good parts version. And ultimately, the, the film version that we, many of us know by Rob Reiner, it's supposed to be the good parts version also. Uh, and according to Goldman, when he was putting the, the film together and the screenplay, he shared it with Carl Reiner, the famous uh, TV um, mogul, uh, who then shared it with his son, Rob Reiner. And so if we can believe Goldman, it follows that same pattern of a father sharing a story with his son and giving it the good parts treatment. And so as we recap the story of Buttercup falling for Wesley, uh, this, this farm boy that she never would call by name, and all he ever responded was, as you wish, she realizes that he actually loves her. He, she loves him back. And that adventure is, uh, is kicked off because he wants to go make his fortune. And that's when he gets taken by the Dread Pirate Roberts. And she believes him dead, and so she has to move on. But the prince has claimed her as his bride. She really has no choice in the matter. And this whole story sort of is, is set against sort of a, a whole cultural tradition of, of collections of stories about situations just like that. Somebody loves someone else, but they are separated. The conflict in the narrative is that they can't be together. How do we resolve that conflict? And there's lots of different ways stories explore that. In most cases, uh, part of the conflict involves powers that be that need to be undone. Um, somebody ruling on the throne that needs to be usurped, taken down, dethroned, and put in his rightful place so that the true king, the rightful ruler, the good person can emerge as the one who, who ought to be the guide and, and leader of us all. And ultimately, there's, there's usually that conflict that includes the princess needing to be rescued. In many ways, we sort of 
mock that or sort of look at that as, as kind of old-fashioned and quaint and, and uh, maybe not even very empowering, right? But so many of these stories are reflecting, I think, a larger human narrative of a realization that we may not even always be fully conscious of, almost like this, this deep-level um, experience of needing to be taken from something that is not good, not healthy, not right, and emerge from that into something that is restored and whole and reconciled uh, and at peace and in union with the one that we love. And if we think in the larger story structure of comedy, it's essentially what the gospel is. It's, it's a comedy, not in the ha-ha sense, but in the larger structure of resolved conflict ending happily and ending in reunion and celebration. And that's exactly what the church and heaven are all meant to be, reunion and celebration. So the larger story structure of comedy is embedded in all these stories we keep telling ourselves, which suggests that somehow we know there's something else besides the life we live. And we tell ourselves these stories about the need for love because we experience way too many life experiences where we, we don't find and don't have and don't experience the kind of true love that that is explored in this film, especially. In the novel, he's a little bit cynical. That's part of his satirical approach, but he says, I'm not sure he believes in high adventure anymore. I'm not sure he believes even in true love anymore. He believes in the stake at Peter Luger's. He believes in the enchilada at El Parador. And then he apologizes to Helen, his wife, in the, in the narrative. Our, our narrator in the story is a little cynical about the truth of these things. But our film, by Rob Reiner, really just celebrates even the corny elements of everything working out just right. And we enjoy it every time. Absolutely. There's a lot of elements that the students can take and the faculty as well from the activities that go on throughout this event to highlight what you just said. So Zach, what were some of your favorite uh, activities or challenges or games that you played at the beginning of this week through this carnival? I have to give a shout out to the haiku, <laughs> the haiku uh, section. Uh, I love that. It's a quick, easy poem. Of course, I love the 24-hour reading. That's something I've been doing for years. Uh, it's kind of an expression of my love for reading. I'm an English major. It's what I do. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yep. And you and Professor Anderson were actually out of country last year in Spain, traveling abroad. So you were, weren't able to experience last year's Harry Potter carnival, unfortunately, but now you're back. So what has it been like to embrace the carnival once again and really take it all in? That was so good. I was really sad to miss last year. I love Harry <laughs> Potter, but makes it all the better now this, just this year that I'm back. And I'm going to add that Zach has been coming to the 24 reading marathon in carnival since he was very young it's been part of their family wow. history and legacy so i have pictures um from you know 10 years ago when zach was you know in middle school even younger coming and reading with his family i think that's neat in spain because of chap Ra chap radio we could listen and so yep. we had a listening party and we gathered the students who wanted to come over and we listened to chap radio and we played we'd brought a, a magnetic uh word kit so we played Magnetic Poetry Games, which is one of the <laughs> events at the Riding Carnival. And then um, because we had our T-shirts ordered before we left for Spain, I just packed those away in my suitcase. And so, voila. So the students that were taking Young Adult Lit in Spain got to have a Harry Potter T-shirt there, even though they weren't here. 
But it was great to be back. I would say that we, we didn't miss a beat here. Uh, Dr. Holly, Amy Smith, Dr. Privet, and all the folks who help us. Um, you know, we're a well, pretty well old machine now. We know where all our parts are and all the all the spinning pieces, and people know what to do. So they didn't need me here to do that. I was able to do emails and things like that um, while there. But it was it was great and and it was a terrific event. We enjoyed watching it. <laughs> Zach talked about not only the reading marathon, but all the different challenges and games throughout the beginning of the week. So on the administrative side, especially with Professor Anderson out of uh, out of town last year, what has it been like to kind of grow the event year after year as the stories change and you revisit them again and then trying to keep it uh, stimulated and different from the year before? What has that process been like? That's right. Um, year by year, there's, there's always some standard events that, that tend to happen every year, no matter what the theme is. So mm-hmm. caption contest, we always try to find some fun photos that can elicit good responses. Yep. And there's always the six-word story that's been there from the beginning. Uh, haiku has been there uh, from the beginning. <laughs> um, but then certain stories kind of lend themselves to other things. So the physics rhyming challenge was perfect for this year, or buttercup simile challenge, uh, your eyes would like to see after the storm. Uh, you, you, can, you can take whatever you have in that particular theme and, and run with it. Um, perhaps like uh, with Harry Potter, I think there was some sort of uh, spell contest, you know, come up with something like that. Uh, so every year sort of presents a, a unique opportunity given whatever the, the theme is. Uh, but it has been great to see, uh, as Professor Anderson mentioned a moment ago, the Creative Writing Club just decided, you know, we're going to do something too. And they made it a fundraiser for their, their organization and took it. They ran it. They set it up. They took it down. Uh, completely self-sustained uh, effort to participate and be a part of everything. That was really great to see. And it is good uh, to see the different students who participate every year. We get feedback. We, we will be meeting later today to go through all the, the entries and determine who the winners might be and announce those in chapel on Monday. And we keep finding that it's a wide range of students who are participating, and that's always fun. And I think Zach just mentioned the reading, obviously very successful. Not only do you get to sit at the mall and hang out, listen to President McDowell at midnight, but the Shap Radio element as well, allowing students who are out of town or out of the country to tune in and listen. So how did the overall experience of the reading marathon go? I believe we made it all the way through the book and and then some. What was that like? Yeah, that's right. I remember I was reading at 11 o'clock that evening, and we had already cycled through once. And so wow. uh, we definitely made it through. Uh, it's a little easier with this one, a uh, single novel. It's, it's difficult with Harry Potter or <laughs> yep. Narnia, uh, Lord of the Rings, to, to make it through all the reading. Uh, but it's a great experience and, and often uh, surprising to folks who they volunteer to read, uh, but sometimes may not have ever read it before, but are just jumping right in and, and enjoying it and participating. There's almost always two or three at different times of the day who'll sit out there and, in some occasions, nearly read along with you without a book in their hands. They know how it goes. They might even uh, suggest an alternative pronunciation for a name that uh, might come up every once in a while. Uh, but it's, it's a lot of fun. There's always some real enthusiasts out there, too. And what's really funny about it is that you know we have these middle-of-the-night slots that, that we think every year, okay, this will be the year that no one will fill in. <laughs> but, and, and we were waiting even on Sunday night um, because we had like the 3 to 4.30 shifts still not covered. But sure enough, by the time it rolled out on Monday, every, every slot was filled. And I think we did make it through um, the book, a, a third, I mean, to a third reading of wow. it, made it through that many times. So it's fun too because we have a, an, an archive of all the books that have ever been read and mm-hmm. every reader has signed his or her name in the book. And it's in a special display over in the library by the Writing Center now. But that's just a neat legacy uh, for all of our readers. 
There's yeah. also have been a tradition of uh, Dr. Long kicking it off and right. uh, Josh Stevens wrapping <laughs> it up at the end, usually in costume, yeah, usually with a little enthusiasm. <laughs> and we also have some pretty enthusiastic readers. Uh, this year it was Matt Bumstead who kicked us off, mm-hmm. did a great job. And maybe a surprise uh, came from, from uh, nowhere, maybe. Dr. Owen, reading that. everything in voice, in character, it was completely amazing. Dr. Owen style. It was magnificent. <laughs> Zach, what, what was it like for you reading? What was what was your time slot or this this past week? I went at six thirty. I was at Monday night. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had a really good section. Nice, nice. I was privileged with the four thirty a.m. Oh, you did technically oh, Tuesday. Nice. Yeah, right before Coach Gomez. So it was That's very awesome. very Thank fun. You. Yeah, of course it was. It was awesome. I walked up around seven, and Dr. Carey's family was there taking turns as they have every year, and Professor Anderson and I were there as well, and and uh, just remarked at how. We had done this with our children, and I remember when our boys were younger, uh, Tyler and my boys would be playing with a football in the mall while <laughs> everyone took turns, and it was always sort of part of the family event for us all. Very good cool. memories. Yeah, and Zach, we've talked about Zach being not only experiencing the carnival as a student, but in, in years past as well, so you've seen multiple writing carnivals. Mm-hmm. Which one would you say is your favorite, and um, what's a word of encouragement to maybe an underclassman or someone in the community who is wanting to get involved for the first time? My favorite, that one's tough. There's so many good ones. Uh, I loved the Star Wars Shakespeare one we did many years ago. Loved Lord of the Rings we did two years ago. That one's probably my favorite, just because I love the story. And it was awesome seeing Josh dressed up as Legolas. <laughs> um, Legless? Is that what you said? Legolas. Oh, Legolas. <laughs> okay, good. Just, just check out. My bad. <laughs> um, and to encourage people to go to the writing center, I'd say, like most things in life, you'll get out of it what you put into it. So if you want a great experience at LCU, go to more events. The writing center's the best event ever, so... It's almost like this is one of the first real big events for the student engagement uh, community aspect. And I believe that's purposely set in the beginning of this semester, beginning of the school year. So how have you been able to see the traditions grow year after year? We've obviously had the president reading at midnight. We've got uh, uh, various events and then the games, of course. How have you been able to see that tradition and grow uh, as it's gone year after year? Is that me? Uh well, we have grown. So it was a two-day event initially with the two chapels, and then we added, initially we did a moving night on a Friday night. Sometimes we did it on a Sunday night, so it became this three-day event. Um, we've had even events that were a, a week in advance, just getting people prepped for that. But it's been fun to see that morph into costume contests. And um, you mentioned the Star Wars year. That year we had a real R2-D2 that I don't know how much it cost, but it just happened to be on a, like a – I don't know, was it? Yeah, a cosplay group. It was yes, a very a working R2-D2 uh, cosplay group came and um, visited with the children and just had a great time that evening of the of the movie night. And there was a whole group of men here in Lubbock who um, had the, the real st- uh, stormtrooper costumes that cost thousands of dollars. They came in trunks that were locked, and they put those on, and they marched up and down the mall. I mean, it was really a neat event. So surprises every year, really, and, and that's part of the, the fun of it. Who will come up with something new for the next year? One thing that might have changed, I'm not sure we hadn't really talked about this in a while, but in the earlier years, students camped out, yeah. and there were only just a few hardy ones who would do this. <laughs> uh, but some brought air mattresses, some brought cots or, or tents, and would camp out on the mall throughout the, the reading marathon that evening. 
uh, it'd be nice to bring that back sometime. Maybe we can can purposefully plan for that <laughs> and uh, make a go of it. That'd be fun to do again. Yeah, and we're always prepared for it. Mike Smith makes sure that things are monitored and that the sub stays open for the restroom. And so right. students can very safely do that. They're allowed to check out of the dorm um, and camp out on the mall. So let's bring it back, Zach. <laughs> well, it's on you. All right. Like <laughs> I don't know if people were camping, but I, I had a couple uh, audience oh, members sitting at the, the steps great. and at 4.30, I wasn't expecting anybody to be up there. Wow. Insomniacs Unite. That's great. Yeah, I, whatever. I mean, it's the great story. You got to you gotta tune in at all times. But we talked about, there's a rotating list of these stories. You have the archive of the physical books, um, and we've talked a little bit about the years past. So what is that cycle look like for next year as we um, look forward after this year's carnival to the year to come and how is that selection process for not only the the following year but then the whole collection i'll answer that and then turn it over to dr holly it is a five-year cycle so we have uh, narnia lord of the rings harry potter and um, the princess bride are always in the cycle and then the fifth year is the one-off year so we've done william shakespeare's star wars the, the second fifth year cycle was Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. So we are coming up to our new one. Um, we don't know yet. We're going to, mm. it'll be a surprise. We have lots of options. <laughs> uh, what is fun is how many people will either email or come by with suggestions of their favorite book. And, you know, there are some reasons, practically speaking, why we can't do some of those selections, mm-hmm. but um, we're toying with several ideas. Right. I can't tell you whether or not Fight Club was suggested because <laughs> early on, one of the rules is, is not to talk about that. That's right. uh, but there are other options that are good ones. Uh, in many cases, there's a great novel. Maybe it may or may not be the best choice for the carnival, but we try to find some that would resonate with students or they already have some awareness of, and those that, that often would resonate with themes that we could explore more fully uh, in those chapels, but also uh, would give great ideas for games. One uh, idea is to revisit something we've done before, uh, like Pride and Prejudice or, or Star Wars. But I think we kind of enjoy the idea of exploring something new and trying something different. One uh, topic is is fairy tales. Fairy tales open up lots of possibilities. Uh, some people have suggested Hunger Games as an option, uh, the Percy Jackson series. So a lot of good options to think about, and uh, we'll, we'll keep exploring. What does that make you most excited for with the now anticipation for your senior year? All of it sounds good. I'm rooting for Hunger Games. Okay. okay. That, we got one vote already. Let's start a campaign. There you go. We could also have people who are competing for what topic it should be, and we have them Hunger Games style compete uh, to determine who the winner might be. That's a, that's a great idea. I don't know if Zach's on board for that, maybe. In the mall. <laughs> in the mall, Perfect. right? I'm not in the sure middle. picking up our students one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> These are a great idea. <laughs> Well, we're very excited to see what may come of next year. And of course, it was very fun to experience it this year. So I really enjoyed today's conversation. I thank you all for for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to LCU's podcast. For more content like this, go to lcu.edu.